0: Log TALK
1: RADIO You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network.
0: In the future, none of you uh,
2: here are heroes. The legends. Get driven, stay driven.
3: Friends, families, neighbors, good evening, and welcome back to Pro Wrestling Now and More with me, your host, Magic Mike Ferrara, for episode number 101. Man, the last time we spoke, it was my 100th episode, and we had a great show, and tonight, is going to be a great show. I promise you that. Definitely. Right here on Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. We right here are taking names and we're just kicking ass all over. But it's great to be back. If you want to kick ass with us, just go over to Totally Driven TV dot com. That's the only way you can do it. You will see our new Totally Driven Entertainment Magazine, issue number, volume one, issue number one. They, Jeff, yes, the whole gang, right here on Totally Driven Entertainment Network. I'm so proud of them, and I want you to know that Magic Mike loves you guys because without you guys, there is no Magic Mike. So, so that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Tonight we got a great show. We've got Andrea the Giant calling up tonight. We've got a couple of Cauliflower Alley members calling up tonight. We have um, Nova Promotions. Adam Santos is going to give us a call tonight. That's about 10 o'clock. So that's what's going on. Uh, Andrea the Giant. And I' gonna get down to some business in just a little bit. uh we're gonna talk about the alley Club, and I wanna pick her brain about that in the cauliflower Alley club reunion so, so yeah, so that's where we kinda we kind of left off and uh I wanna say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Sunday was Mother's Day, and you know I celebrated it with my mom and I hope everybody had a great Mother's Day, and uh, yeah, so we're just ki- killing it right now, chilling out, and uh, you know, get yourself a cold beverage or uh, whatever you prefer, some snacks, because this is going to be the best in pro wrestling talk. I can't, I, I can't wait, and I hope, uh, I hope you guys are, hope, hope you guys are, uh, you listening to this. Okay. What was that? (laughs) Are we live here? I don't even know if we're live right now. Oh boy. (laughs) What happened? Oh boy. Hello? Yeah. Okay, so I apparently I don't know if we're live. So, for those of you who are waiting, let's just see what happened. Okay, with this. So here we we'll go again. With this thing. All right, well, we got to go to a commercial break because we got some technical issues we got to work out before I bring on the giant. And uh, yeah, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Right here on Professor Now and More with Magic Mike Ferrara, something went terribly wrong. We'll be right back.
2: Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can right. advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at BayRagney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment.
4: Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com. Forward slash shop, forward slash letters from homes. For five dollars
2: today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. Five dollars still takes you a long ways. But did you know that five dollars can buy your child a bag of heroin on the streets? That's right. For only five dollars, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest soap in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. Five dollars. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook.
3: All right, we are back with Pro Wrestling Now and more with Magic Mike for our episode number 101. So apparently the the situation is cleared up and I want you guys to join the call tonight at 718-508-9883. And that is the number to uh, talk to me tonight. Uh, and we're going to be, you know, doing a lot of wrestling tonight, talking a lot of stuff and, um, you know, a lot of interesting things going on in the world of wrestling. And I cannot wait to, to delve in Not only WWE stuff, because normally, you know, I mean, I go all around with wrestling, but, you know, tonight I really want to start, and uh, I'm going to start after I speak to Andrea the Giant, about the um, New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of 24. And that, in itself, is cool, and I want to talk about that tournament, I want to talk about um, the Heart Foundation, but Ben Hart been hard and Jimmy well, Neyheart, and, uh because somebody on Facebook posted today, um, you know, when did you become a fan or when did you like the Heart Foundation? And for me, it was simple. But uh, I'm going to get into that later. We're going to talk about that later. Also, I want to talk about Wrestle War, because uh, today is the anniversary for Wrestle War 17. Uh, May seventeenth, uh, nineteen ninety two. I wanna talk about that. Uh I wanna talk about ROH and the production that they did with uh New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Um that was really good. Pay per view, I actually ordered it and watched it. I loved it. War of the World of of the World. So we're gonna be getting into that. Plus W W E we got Backlash coming up. Whole plethora of stuff going on. So, I cannot wait. And plus, like I said, we're going to be talking about a whole thing, a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling. We actually lost somebody, um, and I want to give a shout-out to him and his family. We actually lost pretty boy Doug Summers. And for those of you who don't know Doug Summers or remember him, he was mostly, he worked mostly for AWA, and he um, he had a partner, I'm sorry, he was pretty boy, I said playboy, he was pretty boy Doug Summers, and he had a partner, playboy Buddy Rhodes, Rose I should say, and uh, yeah, so he passed away, and we're going to be talking to Brian Westcott uh, in, in a little bit, the 9 o'clock hour. And those are those are one of the topics I want to talk about with Brian about um, Doug Summers. But if you guys have the network, you um, you go to the AWA side, and I'm sure you can see Doug Summers. And also Shawn Michaels I wrote about in his biography about working against uh, Doug Summers. But in just a second, I'm going to be dialing it up here, and we're going to be talking to Andrea the Giant. I'm going to be giving her a call. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are going on a commercial break. Hang in there. We'll be right back.
2: Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no brainer.
4: Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes.
2: For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things, gas for your
4: car, rent a
2: movie for the family,
3: Okay, wrestling fans, welcome back to Pro Wrestling Now and More with Magic Mike for our episode number 101. Now, the last time that I had, the last time that I spoke to Bob Johnson, Bob Johnson told me he was going to get me a guest for my show. And the last time, we, me and Brian Westcott, um, we had on um, from Freak Show Wrestling, and she wrestled all over, Andrea the Giant. And... It, she's such a nice guest that she decided to, uh, you know, she decided that she wanted to come back on the show, so we could talk about the Alley Club, cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, Andrea, the Giant.
5: Hello, everybody. How's how's it going?
3: It is going great right here in New York City. It is,
5: whoa, it is go it is hot. In the city, it is hot. It is hot. Oh, it is hot. Oh, I am so envious. I am so envious today. As I was going into <laughs> my day job, I ended up driving in a whiteout of snow. Unbelievable out here in the Salt Lake City area.
3: <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, that's not. That's not. That's not good. I I seen uh, I seen that. I just thought maybe I was dreaming, or it was uh, way back Wednesday or something. You know but uh you know but and and being magic mike I'm always hot so I guess it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter
6: <sighs>
3: but uh yeah but uh, what was how was the cauliflower alley
5: club reunion it was great this year as it is every year um man it's just for those that enjoy wrestling it it's not necessarily a fan fest it is professional wrestlers from all over the world, their family, their friends, getting together and sharing memories and making new ones. That's what it's all about. And um, just a phenomenal time. Um, Personally, I got to meet uh, a bunch of the glow girls that I haven't seen before and then all the ones that I do know and actually got to uh, do a Lumberjill match with them. And that was just great cuz i i love the glow girls and um and then i also did a uh, a royal and um a ladies uh, tag team match as well while i was there and then besides that it is just mingling with everybody catching up on what happened over the past year or two since you've seen them and talk about future plans in wrestling
3: well wow, that i tell you that is sweet and if it, you you know i know I know you guys were busy on my hundred show, but you know my good old friend Bob Johnson did call me, and we did talk about the reunion. And you know, and Bob stressed it to me that it's not a convention. So for everybody out there, it is a wrestling uh, reunion, and you know, wrestlers. And you said fans don't go, but yep. they they're open to to they're open to fans that joined and yep. that wanted to join, and yep. they're open to it. And uh, I have a big announcement. I was going to wait later, but I might as well just, you know, let everyone know you have you are on the floor right now with a lifetime member. It's heading to Las Vegas, the Sin City. I don't know if they can handle Magic
5: Mike. Oh, I'm sure they'll be able to accommodate you at some point. And, you know, <laughs> perhaps, just perhaps, you can be ringside and help uh, announce some of the matches next year. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, you know what I I I, I like. Uh, I, I'm retired from Ringside area. I, I I'm, I'm sure you you're not familiar with it, but, but you know my managing credentials. I've managed. Uh, I've I've managed a couple of champions in, in, over here, and uh yeah, I've managed. I've managed a, a great tag team by the name of the X Clan, and uh I okay. managed a great. I, I managed a great a great. Wrestler, who was trained by Iron Mike Sharpie's my best friend, his name is Magic, uh, and that was all for uh, BWO, the Bobby Slam Wrestling organization, and it just just so so and' I'm, and I'm retired now, and I love my retired life. It, it's hard, and I will say this, it is hard to go near the ring and not want to get in because I love getting involved, and I love doing stuff you know that was a little either, underhanded. You do what you do for your boys, you know. You you know how it is. Exactly. But anyway. Exactly. So yeah, Anything so that just breaks the
5: wheel so they win.
3: Exactly. I'm I'm looking. I am looking forward to this whole thing. You know, it, it's 11 months away, and I have a lot of friends in this business, and I'm just excited. You know, I mean, Bob Johnson messaging me every day saying, "Hey, when you do join the." The Godflower Alley Club. I think it snowed today in Canada when I messaged Mr. Bob Johnson about me joining. But I'm excited, and uh, I look forward to, to meeting everybody and talking with everybody and just having a great time like you guys had. But now you were also involved with Vendetta Wrestling, the NWA Vendetta Wrestling, now, yes. did you do the Luna Cup again this year? Because I know uh, we talked about it the last time, and I know Kyoko Kay- won.
5: Yeah, no, I didn't do it this year. Um, it It's kind of along the lines of a lot of different people come, and some people are slotted to do things. Things get shuffled around, so there's they try to balance the cards out so people can get up there and do things. So I ended up, as I said, the first night, ended up doing a rumble, And, um, the second night I ended up doing the ladies, uh, uh, tag match.
3: Wow. That's, uh, that's great. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I, I seen something, uh, you know, that you were talking about the glow girls and, you know, um, you know, uh, Sonny, uh, welcomed me to the club today and she, uh, she says, uh, you know, she said some wonderful things about me, so I want to thank Sonny. And yes, they're real true, ladies and gentlemen. Not a lie. We we do not lie on this show. We tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But yeah, so so anyway, so let's let's talk about. And I know you can't talk about the stuff that happened in Vegas because whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I know. <laughs>
5: unless it's on video and it gets on the internet and then it's it's out there <laughs> for everybody.
3: Yeah. Let's. let's uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let, let's uh, let, let's let us let us let us hope that never happens. I mean, it, all, it only seems in this so funny in this day and age, it only seems to happen to the WWE women. God, man, you know, you got a phone, keep it under wraps. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it, it's so it's so bizarre. But anyway, I'm so glad that you're you're able to join us. I know you're, you're limited that you have a thing to do tonight or today, yep. depending on where you are. But uh, yeah, I I I, uh, I was saying, you know, I, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll get your chance to put your hands on me. I know a lot of women want to get their hands on magic <laughs> magic Mike. Though the last time we <laughs> kept you waiting, and I know it was uh, it was it was it was uh, it, it was fun. I know, and uh, I got some great reviews by the way about that show from from uh, from Mister Bob Johnson. That's the other thing. Every time I say Bob Johnson, take a drink.
5: <laughs> I think that's what they're doing up in Canada to keep warm if it's snowing uh,
3: I I I hope so. I I gotta I got if you don't mind I gotta send a I gotta send a a prayer up to Canada right now. I want God to make sure that my 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 good friend Smith Hart is is doing well up in Canada. You know I I don't know if you know that, but Smith and I we're pretty good friends. You know Smith had a show right here on this network, Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. And uh, Smith had the heart grapevine, and I learned a lot about wrestling from Smith. Now I knew a lot, but from Smith I learned. So I just wanted to send a shout out to Canada and keep Smith safe for us.
5: Sounds good. I'll do that.
3: So who? So who did you get to see? Now I, I, I'll admit I was stalking. I was stalking. Little little jealous. Little stalking from Facebook. I seen a lot of people they were posting pictures of who was there. And who did you get to see? Who did you get to meet besides, besides the glow girls and rub it up against them and talking with them? Who did you see that you were like, wow, either you'd never seen them or you you were just happy to see them?
5: Uh, well, we had the mouth of the south came by, I actually got to talk with him for a while. And that was great. Um Ricky, uh, the dragon steamboat we got to chat with him for a while. And I've seen him there before, but I, I haven't got a, any time with him just because there's such crowds around those guys all the time. Um, of course, Oh my God. I saw Bob Johnson. Um, always good to see him. I guess Bob's time to take another drink. Um, and, uh, uh, geez, and there's just so many people that were there. Um, I everybody the, that I see on the on the indie scene. Um, uh, you know, Jim Ross was there. He actually uh, did the commentating uh, for the banquet, um, cool. which was great. Um, it's always were good to go- see
3: him. <laughs> I'm
5: sorry? What was that?
3: Was the goofy? Was he goofier than a pet coon, ladies and gentlemen?
5: No, no. He is actually fairly straightforward and, and you know, with the passing of his wife, uh, that happened this past year, I wasn't expecting to re- really see him there, so um, you know, it was it was good to see him, but at the same time I brought back all the memories I, I shared with his wife over the years at the CAC and and um, mm. oh the one thing that was just because every year the CAC uh, honors those wrestlers that have passed um, from the past year's reunion. And, my God, it was just phenomenal to see who ended up passing this past year. The list just went oh. on and on, and they had a phenomenal uh, video presentation on that. And, um, you know, some some of the people you just know, and it just breaks your heart and then you look towards your family that is there at the CAC the fellow wrestlers and you realize that you're in this special place where we all get together and share the good times the the bad times um and, and we we just build friendships it, yeah. it it's a wonderful thing and then you also hear about everything that the CAC does you know they don't tell everybody what goes on beyond the scenes, but the CAC uses the membership uh, funds um, dues, if you will, to go out and help wrestlers that are in need. Um, And some of the stories you hear there, it's just wonderful to know that you're part of an organization that helps those that can't normally help themselves anymore. And, And it was just good stuff, really good stuff. And then you hear stories yeah. that uh oh, occurred sorry, sorry, on the road and and so forth. It's, man, it's it's all about friendship. And um
3: Yeah, and that's what I and that's what I got out of it. Um unfortunately I don't know if you knew him, but I knew him and it was and it's still near and dear to my heart. One of the guys I know they honored, because they honored all the people was Tony Schaff. Um Tony was a manager from here, from from New Jersey, and he managed at at BWO and by Slam Wrestling Organization, and he was one of the greatest guys, and and just you know he passed away last year, and it just broke my heart. Um, but when but when I heard that they were you know going to be doing that because he was a member, I was I was touched, and um, I, you know of course of course it's just a it, it, it's just a monumental thing, and then like you were talking about Jim Ross, you said you didn't even expect him to be there. Well, I listened to the. I actually I was on the air when Jim's uh, wife's Ross, I mean Jim Jim's Ross wife died. Jam, uh, may she rest in peace. And somebody was on with me, and he told me that she passed away, and I was sad. You know, sad. So I listened to the Ross report. Yes, I can plug another. one podcast it's jim ross um and i and and I heard what he, you know Jim Ross said that he was going to honor a lot of engagements because it keeps him busy and he you know he works he'll work through it and uh it it just it just was a, as sad as fair it is for us imagine what he's going through and then you talked about the 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 fund that they help everybody i mean that's a good thing because not that many and a lot of people know may not know this but They've helped a lot of wrestlers in the past that can't afford health care and stuff and bills and stuff they you know yeah. so they're doing they were they're doing more than than a lot of a lot of people out there are doing and you know but but any like i said, just go over to w org and and it's all there it's it's uh you know two of the most greatest things to me is wrestling and Las Vegas. And uh and I can't uh I can't wait. I mean it's gonna be awesome and uh you know, it's just one of those um one of those things and I've seen I've seen so many matter of fact we're gonna I'm gonna be having on at the on the at the nine o'clock hour, I'm gonna be having on Roy uh Lucer, I wanna say. I don't know if I got his name right, but I know he went this year. He's gonna be on and of course, our dear friend Brian Westcott's going to be on, so I'm going to be talking to them about the CAC, and I'm going to be talking to them about the uh, di- different wrestling, and, and we're going to be getting into a couple of other issues and stuff like that. But but yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's great to to hear you again. I'm glad that you decided to come back on the show um, and talk about wrestling and talk about the Alley Club um, convention, you know and what you were doing and stuff. Now you, um, so now what's next for you? Like where can fans, you know, let us plug what you got going on. you have anything going on?
5: Oh, right now I'm entering a little low point because I'm trying to take care of some things at my house, but um, shortly we're going to be back at freak show wrestling. I'm waiting for those dates to come out. Um, I can confirm. I have something in October up in salt Lake, um but beyond that at this point i am looking for some bookings so if anybody's out there and is interested in having a, a giant beast come in and face one of their ladies two or three of their ladies or two or three of those guys that they may have um you know just get a hold of me um i'm over at one uh, andrea the giant at gmail.com just give me a an email and I'll follow up with you and um, you know, hopefully I'll get back to wrestling here and maybe some new areas. Cause it's been a while since I've been over towards the East coast. It'd be nice to get over that way. Once again,
3: <laughs> if I had a little bit, if I had a little clout and I wanted somebody, uh, you know, beaten up, I would have hired you, but I got no clout no more. My clouting days are <laughs> over, but yeah, I, I'll always, I, I mean, I'll pass your name around. I, I do that. I, I wh- whomever that I know, I still keep in touch with the promotions. I'll definitely pass your way around. I mean, uh, you know, your name around the way—that's no problem for me. And so, let me ask you something. Something I wanted to ask sure. you before I let you go. How tall are you?
5: Well, I'm about 6'3".
3: Oh my goodness! So I'm going to be looking up at the giant. Ooh. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Man. About six three and we will just say
3: about it's an it's an intimidating factor. Oh yeah, a little intimidating.
5: Yeah. Six six three <laughs> and, and, and just to keep people guessing, uh two hundred and fifty plus pounds.
3: Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Man. And I gotta tell you though, I I've seen I've seen pictures of you. Now, where can we see video of you? Like where could I you know, okay, if I want to video watch reaction. Is,
5: where can I? Yeah, video is up over on the YouTube. Uh, go to the YouTube, and I have a channel up there. It is Numeric One, Andrea the Giant. And I have various videos up there from early, early on up to current. And shortly, oh. probably this weekend, I'll get some more videos up from uh, the Freak Show Wrestling that was just before the CAC and then the CAC events as well.
3: Sweet. You know, and and uh, and maybe I could get some free show wrestlers on as well. Maybe you can hook me up with that. Oh, yeah. I,
5: I can certainly do that. For,
3: I'm always looking for, I was gonna say, I'm always looking for guests. I'm always, uh, always up for talking with guests and always, always, uh, always looking for some knowledge and sitting down with people that maybe I've never heard of, people coming on and, uh, and just, just do your thing out there and stay. Uh, I will tell you to stay dry. It's slowly a whiteout. That's uh, and it is May seventeenth, ladies gentlemen. So I guess Mother Nature, she kind of went the other way with the snowing.
5: Hi, Hello? I'm not hearing oh, you okay. right now. You still there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. I said uh, no. Oh, okay, I, I just, I'm not... sorry. I was going to say, uh, I guess Mother Nature um, just went the other way in giving you all that snow. But anyway, before I go, <laughs> everybody take one more drink. I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, Bob Johnson. Take a drink.
5: Now let's make it a double, Bob Johnson.
3: Yeah, Bob Johnson, triple take. You know what? You know what? Uh, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. When uh when you have any, any any more bookings or anything else that you uh you want to talk about you're over talking on the show so one yep. two, yeah, the giant I
5: can't wait to see him in action yeah yep. That's well awesome. CAC I next wait. year in vegas
3: hey i'll be I'll be there but i'm gonna i'm gonna check out your uh, I'll be checking out your videos and and I want everybody right here for for now with Magic Mike Bar and more. well will us for now and more with Magic Mike Bar, episode number 101. Thank you very much for joining us, and I will talk to you soon.
5: All right. Take care, everybody. It's been fun. You got it. Bye-bye.
3: Bye. All right. Well, that right there, that right there was, was awesome. That right there was awesome right there. You can't She's getting better than Andrea the Giant. She is a great woman. We got a, I see we got the phone here, up. Let's go off to, it uh, looks like Long Island. Hello, Long Island.
7: Yo, I thought you said the Miz. I almost got excited. <laughs> you know What's who this is, is man. This yeah, is Jay from, from New
3: York so what's going on, man? How was it? I was gonna say yeah, we know who it is. Once I saw the Long Island number, I figured uh definitely is. No, if I wouldn't have said it is not to Andrea the Giant. Okay, what about it? No, that's who that was just on the show. I had Andrea the Giant. on.
7: Andrea.
3: Yep, Andrea. She's uh, from And Peter she Jones. she wrestles
7: on. She wrestles where? Independent. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
3: <laughs> so what's up man? What's going on?
7: That's kinda of, that's kinda of stealing somebody's name, no?
3: Andrea? How? <laughs> that's it if he called himself Andre <laughs> and she's a deep yeah, but you know, so I mean, yeah,
7: but, you know they favorite. they would think that, that she's his daughter or his wife or something. I don't know.
3: they I don't think he could care. Hey, if that's the case, that's my friend, to I know. Well, I didn't give myself this thing, so really, that's fine. But I, I see what you're saying. I see exactly what you're saying. But, um, and actually, you know, what's so funny because the last time that we were all on the line together, you know, I told her a story about how Andre got the name Andre of the Giant. It just means kicked on start who was calling him Andre. So. I, I she didn't even know so uh, I think it's she But anyway, is uh, it is uh, it is it just me
7: or is this phone in and out? It's you. <laughs> it's me. I, I okay. hear,
3: yeah, I think so because I hear a spine. I don't know. I, I hear a spine. Okay.
7: You know okay.
3: I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. To so uh. So yeah. So um. The last time that we spoke was on the the, uh, the Mojo Sports Show, when you called up that show, Anthony. He's a great guy. And we uh, was talking wrestling. So uh, so you're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, so you're looking forward to anything coming up? I know we got back there.
7: Um I'm starting to lose my interest. I've got to be real. I'm starting to lose my interest, but... Uh, i always be a wrestling fan at heart, you know? Hey, um,
3: you know what? Hey, hey, you know what? Then I have a perfect topic. Today on Facebook, somebody somebody put this on Facebook. When did you become a fan of the the Dude? It was just so random that somebody wrote it. So that's the question to you. When exactly did you start liking the Harkonnen Dude? When? Yeah. Like what point of their wrestling career like what point would you say did you start watching or liking?
7: At five years old I was a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. I'm thirty three right now.
3: Yeah, I hear you.
7: Um, at five or four I was already a Hulkamaniac. I remember when Hogan and Warrior faced each other. They they used to sell the the people that that used to sell you like the the photographs of them outside, mm-hmm. and and we couldn't buy a ticket, so we just went to buy a Hulk Hogan ticket, a picture. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Hogan has always been my favorite. I I think from five to like I'll say ten. But then, but then I took a three-year absence on it, and my cousin put me on to WCW. When uh, yeah, that on to WCW. I might be wrong on the timeline. I might be wrong on the
3: timeline. Oh, it, it I mean, yeah, it could so be, but it doesn't
7: matter. It's not, oh, no, My cousin put me on it, to WCW, and he said, "Yo, there's this guy named Goldberg that kills everybody." And the way he hides it up, the way the way my cousin could talk, he could be he should be a salesman. So I was like, yo, I gotta watch I gotta watch Nitro. And I fell in love with the NWO. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, the NWO is the best thing ever. So I was like, funny um, because they hate the NWO um, because of what they were
3: doing, the W C W but if you were a Hulk Hogan guy like myself, you didn't want to go. And also, Nash, Paul, the kid was in there. I mean, there were so many. Uh, WWE superstars in there. It's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, ECW was, w- was another one. I'm not, I'm ECW another.
7: I, rem- I remember ECW. being a little kid, staying up to 2 o'clock in the morning watching ECW. ECW was another one. I used to mm-hmm. love ECW.
3: ECW was was really on point Because uh, as I was saying This weekend ECW ECW was the alternative Between WWF At the time And it was the alternative Of this whole Crazy WCW And then Eric Bischoff Went like on a looting screen Started taking every talent from From ECW And uh and, right, right, the, right. and then WWE ends up doing that later And then, then Come to find out that WWE is helping ECW stay afloat And then Lo and behold WWE buys ECW and then they end up buying WCW So yeah I could see um, I could see that But if you liked Hogan When Hogan took on the Warrior The Park Foundation was good To of company Whatever? I was going to say, if you like Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, at that time, the Heart Foundation was thin at that time, so you probably like the Heart Foundation then.
7: Oh, I'm a maniac, till I die.
3: <laughs> yeah, we was talking about the Heart Foundation. I know you're a Hulkamaniac. I was talking about Fred to and his Heart and Give Me Over My Heart. It, that, it was the whole, uh, that was the whole point of the whole story. Was, was I, you I, know I, what's funny? I'm going to be confused.
7: I'm going to be brutally honest, and this might kill me. I was never that big of a art Foundation fan. Okay. Um,
3: I, mean, it's not,
7: it's not I used to so like the Demolition, Demolition Men and the Bushwhackers. <laughs> That's who Demolition. I was into.
3: Demolition, Demolition was Men my was
7: my favorite. favorite. Yeah. yeah.
3: Demolition yeah. was one of my all-time favorites. I mean, it was the Heart Foundation first. Then it was demolition, um, and then I think, you know, then, then it was whatever happened. But demolition, I never liked, for some reason, I
7: never liked the Hart Foundation. But
3: well, well, I mean, hey, what well, Bret Hart, Hart has the done the
7: for wrestling, no comparing. No comparing. No,
3: when Bret left the anvil, Bret went on his own way, and Brett proved that, I'm not saying the anvil couldn't wrestle, because he could but but Hart was just a, a great uh, technical wrestler, and he could do the flying stuff as well. Just like Owens, You know, Owens was like that too, where he was, he, the he was flying all over the place. He so many different things. Tag team wrestling, singles wrestling, you name it, they were doing it. And um, so, yeah, but, you know, and Smash were really good as well. I loved Axie Smash. To this day, I still ran my demo on the and... I should wear my I always wear my
7: i put I put it this way um, I respect brett it it's different with me though i back in the day, I was more into the entertainment era. I respect Brett now more for what he's done for the culture than before.
3: Well, and that's the thing that pisses me off about the not threat. Now, this is what this feels you know, when I hear a wrestling fan and I and I use the word talking stupid loosely. When they say you don't know, you know, when they say, Oh well, I like so Steve Austin, and I like the way he wrestled, but I hated Hogan. like, What? And then they go, if it wasn't, well, that's not the line that gets me pissed off. The line is when they tell me that Hogan didn't do nothing to wrestling. That's what pisses me off. It's like, you want to say that Hogan couldn't wrestle, or whatever the case? You know, you looked at Hogan in, in, in certain points of his, his career, and you looked at Hogan when he went over to Japan. Hogan in Japan, is still over in Japan. Hogan wrestled really good in Japan. But to say that Hogan didn't do nothing for this business, that's bull crap because we know that Hogan, if it wasn't for Hogan, i tell you, McMahon would have had a hard time. And if it wasn't for McMahon, too, but if it wasn't for Hogan, McMahon would have had a hard time. Um, well, of course. Of course.
7: And and Hogan is also what got Nitro the ratings, you know.
3: Oh uh, Yeah, exactly. Because people were buying their-
7: No, uh, Yeah, yeah, Hogan. Yeah, right. Wasn't it the day that um, Goldberg beat Hogan on Nitro? Was the first time they won yeah, the ratings? I,
3: was, uh, I think they were winning. No, I it think was the first winning.
7: week. Yeah, it was the first week. I remember this from McFoley's book. You, you 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 can stop me if I'm wrong though.
3: No, I think you are. I, I think you are because I, I think you are. Only, the first day
7: that Goldberg beat Hogan at the Atlanta Dome was the first day that they got the ratings, and then they held on to the ratings for 53 weeks. I I almost remember that verbatim. So please, can you please double-check that if you tell me if I'm wrong? Well, I
3: thought, yeah. I'll definitely double-check that. I'll you know, definitely get back to comment. But I know, I know they were winning for, like, uh, I don't know, they were winning for a while. They were, like, 92 weeks. So it was a big deal for WWE and it was a big deal for W C W. Yeah, I was gonna say it was so much a big deal for WCW but so much has happened though since that era. And if anybody wants to check out that era, all they have to do is go to the network. <laughs> you got WCW Night Soul, you got um, what do you call it, Bash at the Beach when Hogan turns on everybody and Hollywood. That was that what left me speechless when that happened. I was I wasn't expecting
7: holding to come out. I gotta be honest, and I didn't even watch wrestling at the time. I swear to God, but going back and YouTubing it, that was the greatest promo speech ever. This garbage yeah, you guys no, are throwing in the ring represents yeah. all your fans, brother but <laughs> you, know, you know and and you know he
3: even had. He had so many people, so many people, so many people with sons. I will hold Hey, I'm,
7: I'm going to interview you for a second. Can I do that? Yes, sir. Buff Bagwell. Treat it right or just left on the side?
3: Um. When when you mean, ask me
7: a great question, I'm gonna I'm gonna interview you back.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I would have to ask we'd have to ask Buff Bagwell that question I, mean, I can't answer because uh well, you know, what do you mean what do you mean well? Do you mean what, by the NWO? Well,
7: Bob Bagwell was the US continental before he became on if you remember. He had the U.S. Continental t- a title. He was a big deal on WCW. When he came over to WWE, when they took over WCW, the first oh. match was Booker T versus Buff Bagwell. And oh, okay. Buff Bagwell, yeah. W- yeah, you remember that or oh, no? Uh,
3: yeah, I do. So you mean WWE? wise Yeah, because yeah, right. he, he was good in WCW. He was rookie of the year. He was uh he was tack team partners with the guy that calls Michael uh every now and then the real patriot Del Will. Um yeah, they were starting strikes together. And of course he did a lot with Scott Steiner, yeah. Um here's what I think about Buff. I don't think he was used right in WWE. Um, because I think maybe Buff was had his own ideas or something. I don't know. It didn't work out with
7: me. Kevin Nash once made a statement. And when I see stuff happen, I still regard it to this day. And I forgot where he made the statement at. I don't know if it was an interview or anything. He says, anything that Vince doesn't like, he tries to kill. I wish I could find that quote. Um. Yeah, I... I...
3: Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, and it was also,
7: yeah, definitely. I mean, he had to, he had to, he had to, to say, he didn't like it, he could, uh. Yeah, he no, no, it. no. But, like, he said he killed the NWO when it came on. Um. Anything that wasn't from his mind, he had to kill. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what Kevin Nash was saying. He said the NWO, um, the cruiserweight. I think he, I, I think he even said the cruiserweight division. I might be mistaken though. But now
3: here's, if you, well, here's the thing no. I want to let you know. Here's the thing I want to let you know. I was listening over at at uh, at at, um, at um, what do you call Bruce Booth such as something to wrestle with. And they made a statement about about what happened with that. It um, here's here's the statement that I have right here. Um, it said um, it said there were also accusations that Bagwell faced an injury at the July 3rd uh, SmackDown statements after receiving an aided power bomb from the act. Protection Agency. The uh, accusations also claimed that his mother Judy was calling WWE S offices to request their son the time off deal and, and supposedly uh, invested uh, Bagwell uh, the hundred eighty power bomb to complain about her son's travel arrangements. However, Baswell claims he never understood why he why he was fired at WWF. So there are claims that that's why he got fired. Um. So yeah, it, uh, it, uh, that's what they were. Um, that's, what they were say- that's what they were saying. That's what they were saying. About, um, about that, about that about
7: Well that, look Anyway um, we're best friends because we're both Hulk Hogan fans That's besides one
3: <laughs> well, um. saying, that's, what, that's the best way uh, <coughs> uh, You know, oh, I, don't know, know yeah, Bass, yeah, yeah. I thought Bagwell was awesome when he uh, Went NWO I thought the time was right for him Um, He was doing the American with mails uh, with Riggs and Oh, I think the one
7: person that really stood out on WCW... Well, two people, actually. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Stink and DDP. Two people that just created their names off of WCW. Because... Um, I remember I used to have a friend saying... WWF doesn't make stars. I mean, WCW doesn't make stars. They take actually three: Goldberg, DDP, and Buff Bagwell. Well, Buff Buff Bagwell being one of them. Yeah, but here's the thing,
3: though. I was gonna say, here's the thing. You know, a lot of people were saying that. Eric Bischoff took Scott Hall and he took Kevin Nash. For I'm sorry, Steve. Like, cool. For those of yeah. you not or, not remember, these two guys, Paul and Nash, they worked um a couple of times for um for WCW before, way before they went into WWE. Right, exactly. Were, exactly,
7: exactly.
3: So so one one was given one was given odds, which was Kevin Nash. The other one was given the Diamond stud. Then Vinny Vegas with Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. And then Shawn Michaels um, talks about it in his book, and he talks about it in his, um, his DVD, where Shawn Michaels says he was watching, you know, watching a Saturday night <coughs> and he sees guy come out and he says, you know, let's be, come over here. And Shawn got, um, you know, Kevin over there, and the rest was uh, history. So, you know, I guess you never know... Um, Exactly how it's going to happen But WCW had some Talent WCW had some talent wrestlers That were from NWA time as well You know there were a lot of wrestlers
7: Exactly yeah Yeah. That's a good point Rick Flair being one of the best Well Rick Flair is the most known name
3: Yeah well Rick Flair From that era yeah Rick Flair Definitely Ric Flair You know when you act to wrestling fans you know what the greatest memories were, depending on his age, he's probably going to tell you. You know but pe-
7: what people forget too yeah. is that WCW started the whole cruiserweight division.
3: Yeah, psychosis
7: Ray Mysterio. Uh,
3: yeah, it was it was the uh, it was the lightweight actually. So. No, it, it was, was called the-
7: Cruiserweight cruiser
3: cruiserweight started lightweight. It was the first light heavyweight champion, um, what he They had, a uh, WCW before the Cruiserweight, they had lightweight and, um, and Brian. Oh, I even no, you know that. Brian Tillman, Brian you know what? If you listen, you, you, uh, uh, this is a good one for everybody. If you want, you go to the network, you put in Super Bowl number two. The first match is the first match that you're going to see. Will be Ryan Ryan Tillman versus. I don't know why.
7: Every time I call you, I feel like there's two people on the phone, but it's only you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is there, somebody yeah, else on the phone know, or not? Not right, not right now. But uh, you know. But hey, man, I maybe that get maybe that's as good
7: get... at, uh uh hosting. No, maybe that's as good as your hosting skills are. You know.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um. I want to thank you for calling. I'm here next Wednesday. I'll be here.
7: Hold on. Before you leave. Yes. Top 10 wrestlers of all time.
3: Well, that's for next week. I can't do that now. So next week, (laughs) we'll work on
7: that. I can't
3: give you that now. Now, Top 10 wrestlers of all time. My God. Uh, I know who would be on my list. Hulk Hogan would be number one.
7: (laughs) Me too yeah hogan's number one on my list um yeah
3: i'll i'll definitely have to write it uh i'll definitely have to write that out and, um, can we make topics.
7: the can we make this a topic next week
3: yeah i i told you i'll definitely do that all right i got uh all right i gotta get to our next uh, i gotta definitely go. our next week you got it all right man thank you for calling and stay listening thank you all right thanks man. je you' a man That was awesome. That was Jesse, um, a good fan of the show. Now let's get out to the phones because we got a phone, we got a phone call going on. So Hold right now with Magic Mike Ferrara.
8: Hello, Mike. This is Brian Westcott from Idaho. How are you doing?
3: All right, Brian. How are you, man? How's every, how's everything going?
8: Ah, going well. Going well. We had a good time with the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Uh, was well, great to see everybody. Yeah, it was a real good time.
3: Yeah, Glad to be I, back I wanted, home.
8: Uh,
3: yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that. I wanted to tell you I had Andre the Giants on earlier and we were talking about uh the cauliflower uh, reunion cauliflower club reunion and uh he was telling us some stuff that was going on there and uh you know, it's it's uh it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely cool that you're back on. Uh, you you got a chance to get back on the show with us to talk a couple of things. Before we talk about the alley Club, you um you got me with the the whole wrestle war, and uh you know as it being <coughs> as it being uh, the anniversary of uh, WCW's wrestle war 1993. Is it just me or do we have a
8: bad connection? I can barely hear you.
3: I've been hearing... okay. Can you hear me now? Oh yeah, there we go. Maybe because I was talking low, I guess. Uh, Sometimes that happens Ah. if I don't talk low. People, if I talk low, people tell me they can't. I just had that before, so I'm thinking... Ah, you know. But I know the connection's good. Um. But anyway, yeah. So, so yeah. No, we were talking. So I I seen. I seen um, a post that you put up about Wrestle War, nineteen ninety two, and uh, I love that pay per view.
8: Oh yeah, the yeah I did get a kick out of finding out that you were fourteen when you were seeing the Clash of the Champions. Yes, and they they would do these live most of the time on uh, TBS. But that November nineteenth, nineteen ninety one, that was a real good one because we yeah, had
3: uh,
8: Lex Luger yeah, out of the box. and uh, But, yeah, definitely the big surprise. Ricky Steamboat, the return of Ricky Steamboat, and the offset victory, uh, winning the WCW World Tag Team Championship. That was really cool. And then, of course, uh, Rick Rude winning the United States Heavyweight title. No surprise there. But, and, of course, Rude got a long title reign out of, out of it. But of course, uh, Sting of course was headed for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, so they had to get to the US title away from him somehow. So, but still, he couldn't have a better worker than Rude to wear the belt at that
3: time. Yeah, that was yeah, a big. real good show. Yeah, it really, it really set Rude up. Uh, it really set Rude up for some great uh, matches. Against Dustin Rhodes and then Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and yeah, I was I was 14 years old, and when the Dragon came out, I knew it was him. And people were like, "Oh, who is this guy?" And I'm like, "That's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> it has to be because I see his dragon." And sure enough, uh, it was Ricky. Um, it's it, it's awesome. But but uh yeah, so that paper that that champion was awesome. Just like every Clash of the Champions, I've never complained about a Clash. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to talk to you about was like I said, you posted something about Wrestling War, and I love that pay per view. Oh,
8: yeah. Oh, yeah, and of course, the pay per view that it led to was a Super Brawl, which, uh, of course, you had some real good matches. Rude against Steamboat. Of course, the uh, Jusha Weiger gets Brian Pillman. That was my favorite, for sure. That was classic.
3: Yeah.
8: And seeing Pillman win the belt.
3: I was gonna say you probably. Of, heard...
8: of course, seeing winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, Alex Luger, he got, he barely just got to the arena in time just to make his main event match. And then, of uh, course, off he went to the WWE, by the way, of the World Bodybuilding Federation at that time.
3: <laughs> yeah I on session. that folks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a lot of stuff going on. But but to get me some of these matches though from from Redfall War, it it, it was uh, May seventeenth, nineteen ninety two. The attendance record i uh, the attendance they say was about six thousand. It was in Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum had, in in uh Jacksonville, Florida. It had um, Diamond. Well, there was a dark match. It had Diamond Dallas Page and Tommy Rich defeating Bob Cook and Firebreaker Chip. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Reservoir. Uh, right, Then, of course the right, and of course the match. Uh, yeah, twenty five uh,
8: years ago today. Yep.
3: Twenty five years ago, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Fabulous-
8: yeah, but you had one of the best war games matches of all time. Just real, everyone all bleeding buckets. And just a great cap off the feud between uh, Sting and his group against the Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, that was a real good war games.
3: It was definitely a real good war games because um, it was it was something that was led up by fully dangerously. And uh, the members in the Dangerous Alliance all went on to do such great things. I mean, Steve Austin, with Rude, Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Sabisco, you couldn't uh you couldn't get better than those. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. And and, and uh and as we go along I think so we have the Freebirds birds taking on uh Jimmy Sergeant and Michael Hayes taking on uh Terry Taylor and Greg Valentine the uh, WCW United States uh, Tag Team Championship. Right. Their match lasted 16, um, 16 and, uh, and, and uh, two seconds. And to me, it looked like it, it, it was the first match, and it looked like it went for F. It was just such a long match, and uh, it was a really good match. But for me, as, as an opener, um, you know, it was just so long. Hmm. I think cool. we're still having some
8: issues with the uh, connection again.
3: Okay, how about now? Can you hear me now? If I mm-hmm. if I talk that's better. if I talk loud like this you can probably hear me better. Um mm-hmm. anyway, uh Johnny B. Bad, um they were building Johnny up and he took on uh, Tracy Smothers and he actually beat Smothers and it was a pretty good match, uh for Johnny B. Bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Scotty Flamingo uh defeated Marcus Alexander Bagwell. We were just talking about Bagwell before. And uh Scotty Flamingo went on to be the great raven. Oh yeah.
8: Who eventually became known as the Raven.
3: Yep. And also he won the light heavyweight title. He took the light heavyweight title. Um Yeah, from, the pay per view
8: uh, after Beach Blast.
3: Yeah. That was uh, the first time with the Beast Class, and uh, that was a good one, too. But Ron Simmons ends up uh, defeating Mr. Hughes, and it was supposed to be Ron Simmons and the Junkyard Dog versus Mr. Hughes and Cactus Jack, but uh, it ended up not happening because Cactus Jack took out the Junkyard Dog. Right. Then Then we had the Super Invader, with Harley Race and uh he defeated Todd Champion which uh to me wasn't really that great of a match. Um, but you know but that's I, I yeah, one-sided. and uh yeah and the super invader for 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 everybody everybody that wanted to know the super invader was Hercules. At least you didn't catch that big uh, Big Josh defeated Richard Morton. You know he was doing the Richard Morton gimmick. Um Gilman mm-hmm. light heavyweight titles defeated Tom Zink. I like Tom Zink. I thought Tom Zink was really yeah. Cool. I
8: was a big uh, Tom Zink mark myself.
3: Yeah. Yep. I definitely like uh, that. And then uh, and then and then we were talking about. We, we, we were talking about that. Uh, oh, then, uh, then we had the Science Brothers. They uh, actually defeated Katsumi Fujinami and Takahori uh, Ishika uh, for the uh, they, they, uh, they, they, they won the number one contenders for the IWGP uh, championship champion in uh, for New, Jap- for, for New Japan. And then we had Sting Squadron. And uh, we know the outcome to that, so. But without further ado, we gotta to go to the polls because uh, we have a follower on the line. You know, I'm sure you know him, because he was at the College Alley Club, and uh, his name is Roy. You know, Roy. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, that... I can hear you. Is that Andre the Giant? No. Okay. Does that sound like Andre and the Giants to you? <laughs> 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 it's
0: Brian Brian West- the book are you doing?
8: Yeah, this is Brian Westcott from Idaho.
1: <laughs> no, it's Roy Lucher. Oh, hey. How
8: are you doing, Roy?
1: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. Did you have
8: fun at your first CAC reunion?
1: I never left the, I never left the casino once. That's how much fun I was. Oh yeah. It was like it was like everywhere that I turned. You know, like that first night there, just, you know, inside the casino watching the wrestling, freaking Bob Orton comes up and then, you know, Colonel De Beers walks in. I mean, it was just like uh, it, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my
8: life. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how I felt my first time there. Like Kid in the Candy Store, just seeing uh, uh, Mike Lano for the first time, and uh, Exotic Adrian Street, Royal Duncan, and uh, uh, Met Red Bastide and Nick Bockwinkle, Uh Sir Oliver Hupperbee, Playboy Gary Hart. So, yeah, just great getting to meet all oh, those absolutely. individuals for the first time. Yeah. Certainly, looking forward to next year. That's for sure. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. So at least
8: they've got the date set for that. It's just a matter yeah, now. Uh, of course, we'll wait for the. Well, at least wait till they make it official. As far as getting getting our room, getting our hotels, getting the banquet tickets. The and guests. of course it'll be a while until they we find out who's gonna be getting what awards.
1: Yes. Right, I have heard know, a little I've heard a couple of whispers about a couple of rumors and potential names and uh it it it, it sounds exciting already. Oh good. I
3: got, I got some, uh, yeah. I got some big, I got a big announcement that I, I just dropped a little while ago with Andre of the Giant. I had Andre the giant on. The announcement came today. I'm now a lifetime member. My – or imagine my – Oh, my cool. I, I, Congratulations. I a lifetime Congratulations.
8: Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Yeah, um, I became one probably a week, week and a half ago. You know, I heard – you know, I, I went to um, a bunch, I, I probably went to four or five of the different seminars there. The first one they had involved Carl um, Lauer, who I've known for 25 years, you know, and Brian Blair and Morgan Dollar. And when they went over what the money goes toward as far as helping wrestlers in need, helping the brotherhood and sisterhood and stuff like that, it's like, how can you not want to be a part of this? So exactly right. at that point, it was just like, I, I, definitely have to be a lifetime member of this.
3: Yeah, and I, I definitely agree. Uh, let me ask you something, uh, Roy. Um, and this is something I was talking to Andrea before. I got I got your name from a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine, I should say, and everybody take a drink every time I say Bob Johnson. Uh, Bob Johnson, he's one of the greatest guys so far that I've had, I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um <laughs> Now I wanted to ask you how how did you hear about the cauliflower, and what made you want to go? Is that you know that's a good, good question. Sorry.
0: Um,
1: well, cauliflower. Um, when when I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, I heard whisperings of cauliflower Alley. This is back when um, I grew up in Garden Grove, Anaheim, uh, Southern California. And at the time, Cauliflower Alley was, like, a little exclusive deal where you had to be a worker or had to know a worker to get in. And I had a friend who in, like, 95 or '6, uh, ended up going to it, and he ended up coming back with, like, photos with him and, like, Inoki and Nick Bockwinkle and stuff like that. And I'm just like, really? You got to meet these people there and stuff? And, you know, he was just, like, a normal person. So, you know, it it was always like my aspiration and dream to finally go to a Cauliflower Alley, and um, I was talking to my wife, and, uh, you know, we've gone out, we go to Vegas probably once, sometimes twice a year. Last time I was out there was for when the New Japan guy showed up at ROH for the 14th anniversary show, but I mentioned to her Cauliflower Alley and, you know, going and, you know us doing things and stuff like that. We just we booked the flight, and, you know, got the tickets, and you know made it happen. You know, overall it was not an expensive week there. You know, it was not expensive four days. You get a discount on your room for being a member of Cauliflower Alley. Um, you can get around the food deal by being a, a be preferred member, which is the a, a exclusive thing with the casino. Takes like two three bucks off of your food. Uh, if you go to the buffet. I mean they got all kinds of stuff there where, you know, it's it's really inexpensive to uh stay there and to be there and just everyone is so accessible. Like, you know, I'm I'm going up to my room and, you know, I got um Bob Orton in in the elevator with my wife and I and uh AJ Kirch and, you know, so many people that, you know, I I, I got a million and one stories and I can only think of like ten or fifteen of them off the top of my head, but there's hundreds that you know I I experience that I can't place a price tag on.
3: Well, that's uh, and that's definitely important because you know it's a it's a reunion and and uh, you know it's a brotherhood and they welcome you know as they welcome. You. Uh, I gotta tell I gotta tell you guys that I gotta tell you funny too and Roy. That, you know, I was looking at your pictures And uh, I was telling Andrea that Like, he he, met You know, he met Jim Ross you and Gene Oakling, I mean, uh, you know, the Godfather I mean, the who's who Of wrestling, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat I mean, that right there uh, That right there is the mecca That's the pinnacle right there But also, I'm sure you both I'm sure you both went to um, Vandetta Pro Wrestling I know, like, you know, that was a big deal um, yes. And then also, Brian, there was, a big, there was big news while you guys were there. Billy Corgan. Oh, yeah. With the NWA. And, uh, mm-hmm.
8: yeah, May 1st, we all got the news. Billy Corgan purchased the National Wrestling Alliance, made a deal with Bruce Starp, and he owns the names, the rights, the copyrights, the trademarks, the chip chip belts, including the on demand service. Now, they've been in talks for quite a while. So we knew something was coming, and I talked to James Beard, who was at CAC. James Beard is a director of wrestling operations, and he's head referee, well-respected guy at CAC and in the NWA. He said, yeah, change could be a good thing. So, you know, more power to Billy on this. I mean, he's a big fan of it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have invested, put his money where his mouth was, for sure. So, uh yeah, us hope uh, some good things. It should be a win win for everybody. That's what I think.
3: Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking too. Um I had uh I had Bob Johnson on live uh right before the uh right before he went into the awards uh ceremony. Um he had, was on he was on the show uh in the top of the hour, in the top of the program. And he was, he was talking about that, that was the big uh deal. But you just touched on something that... that no, well, not only, not only, not only did I become a member of the Collegeville Rally Club today, but I also subscribed uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago to the NWA On Demand. And I gotta tell you, I've seen matches like NWA World Title match, Harley Race take on took on um, uh, Andre the Giant in a two out
1: of
6: three falls
3: That That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I've heard Vince McMahon's taking himself in the butt for not getting this collection. There's some amazing oh, yeah. stuff on there. Yeah.
8: Yeah, that's all yeah. from Paul um, Botch's collection. Yeah. Out of Houston yeah. wrestling, mostly. Most of right.
3: Yeah, um, also, also, Roy, I wanted to talk to you. Um, so, so as far as wrestling goes, what are your earliest memories about wrestling and how did you get hooked on wrestling? Like what made you become a fan? Um, six years old, my
1: dad's turning through channels and I remember vividly seeing um, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter putting people in a chair so he could do his finisher, the Cobra clutch. Um, Pat Patterson was an announcer at the time and he kept goating him and told him to get into the ring. And uh, finally he did. And uh, he ended up like Patterson was about to get out of the Cobra clutch and Slaughter like beat him down and, you know, bloodied him and it led to all the alley fights and the house shows and uh, some of the greatest segments in the world. And, you know, it was funny. My dad was not a big pro wrestling fan. I think the only thing he liked was glow to be honest with you. That was a cool thing about Cauliflower Alley is I was able to let Matt Simber know that the creator of glow, you know, thank you for those memories but at that point, I was personally hooked. Um, I uh, Anaheim Convention Center was by my home, so I would go to shows there. I would go to shows at the LA Sports Arena. Um, God, I think I probably at this point I've been to over 1,400 1, shows in my life. Uh, a lot of Lucha Libre shows that were in my area, um, you know, and then. My friends and I, you know, we got vehicles when we turned seventeen, eighteen, and if anything was within an hour, hour and a half of us, you know, we would always drive out to the shows on the weekends.
3: That's that's uh, that's awesome. So so it would be like um, that, so so uh, so who was your favorite wrestler growing up? I, I, I shall say it.
4: The
1: oh, it literally was Ricky's Steamboat. Um, no kidding. When when I was 12, 13 years old, I had a Chuck E. Cheese party, and my parents actually got Ricky Steamboat on my birthday cake. Uh, I had his posters on my wall. Um, not just Steamboat posters, but, you know, I had a huge collection of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I think I had, like, every calendar uh, month put up on my wall. You know, so the, the walls were covered with um, uh, posters and newspaper articles and ticket stubs. Um action figures I didn't start Collecting those unopened until I was Probably 18 or 19 But you know I had all the LG And figures when I was a kid and you know Me and my friends would come over and we would have our own Wrestling federations and stuff like that
3: Yeah that's, uh, That sounds like cool man It makes me want to be a kid again Um that was a fun time You know we were just talking about Brian and I were just talking about wrestling war and We were talking about WCW Um when the Mega when the Mega Powers exploded in nineteen eighty nine, um, there was the a class of the champions and it actually featured uh, in one of the best matches I think I've ever seen in my life with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat take, taking on uh Rick Flair and uh it was just a crazy match. Two out of three falls. That was the two out of three falls
1: match uh, uh, in New Orleans, right? Yep. Yep. Everybody could check that that was out the one before. where Steamboat like Steamboat debuted the the double chicken wing or whatever it was, and no one had ever seen the finishing maneuver before. And on that stage, Flair submitted to it, and at that point, he he put that submission hold on the
3: map. Well, it was basically more of if that's the match I'm thinking of. It was it was it was the match where where when he did that. I, now Brian, I don't know if I'm right about this. It wasn't that the match where the referee counted? And in, in, in everybody's shoulders was down Is that the match Yeah that's all Yeah that's a similar finish <clears throat> And I
8: think I know we've seen that finish Hundreds of times before But yeah that's about right Two out
3: of three falls right.
8: and, and that and controversy led to May
3: 7th Yeah they, and, uh, and May 7th Right So so May 7th May 7th happened And I remember I remember begging my father to order me that pay-per-view to check out what happened. But he didn't because he just ordered WrestleMania, so he said, now we couldn't. But to find out that Terry Funk ended up uh, beating the stuffings out of Ric Flair, um, you know, <laughs> and that the whole deal with Ric Flair, which was amazing when he did that. And I got to talk to, I got to meet Ric Flair, uh, when he was doing his book uh, tour, and I got to speak with Terry Funk. Um, and one of the things I said to, the, to them was that was one of the greatest matches that they had at Clash of the Champions in Troy, in Troy, New York, and it was the I-Clip
0: match. A great match. Yep. It was a great well,
3: match. It was a well-done match.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, back then, you didn't see those type of matches. That's what makes it special is, you know what, it may have been done in some territory before and no one can remember it, but, you know, you've got to remember it. our age, you know, in our our late teens, 20s and stuff like that, we see that for the first time and it's like, wow, you know, you're you're blown away by it because it's something new. You know, a lot of wrestling fans nowadays, they see Braun Strowman putting Big Show through the ring with a superplex and we're like, you know, been there, done that. And we got to remember, there's a whole generation of kids that haven't seen that, and that's the first time they've done it. So that that's what the yeah. whole surprise is, is when something's done for the first time and remember that wow, and and that right. was the whole thing. Like before, we had never seen the a pile driver through a table. I mean, I know later we learned Savage did it to Waller in Memphis, and and but at the, on the main stage, you had never seen that stuff before. Putting you know people through tables or I quit matches, and that's what makes it like nostalgic in our head is is how great that was because you never experienced that before.
8: Right, Actually, a Savage through uh, Ricky Morton through a table, but,
3: but yeah, just Savage Ricky Deadly Martin. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, and now I was gonna say that's when I grabbed my little nephew. And uh, as I make them watch um, the big show, I mean, I make them watch Brock Lesnar. I mean, we watch Brock Lesnar and the big show on the SmackDown. To do that, and now, and now I don't know if you guys noticed, but they have collapsible rings. They actually have a ring that you can play with. It's a four ring, and underneath it, you can um, you can hook it so it collapses. It's really, a little ring. <laughs>
2: That's a cool concept.
3: Yeah. So let's get back, in, I was going to say, so let's get back into the college the Um how, how was the, well, from both of his perspectives, how do you think uh, that Vandetta uh, put on a, a show? Um, it, it
1: was well received. Um, there was, a, I, I wish personally, there was a couple instances where I wish some of the workers would have gotten a bigger ovation uh, but over time, you know, they maybe they just weren't well known or uh, you know, they had to work uh toward uh it I mean Andrea, weren't you a part of the uh the women's uh Lumberjil match?
8: I don't think
3: uh Andre not sure if Andrea is on here or not. No, he's not yeah, there was a drill match where the Glow
8: Yeah, she was out. participating ready to get it.
1: And I just wish that, you know, some of the girls had gotten a bigger reaction. Um, you know, it seemed like uh, some of the workers, unless they were like, like the Sam Houstons, you know, just weren't, weren't getting a really, really big reaction from some of the fans. But they just they weren't known by those fans so they had to work to get you know, show that their work in the ring was worthy of that reaction. Yep. That's all but no, it it was solid. Uh from opening match to final match. I mean, that was some solid work all around. Yeah. Especially yeah, the six
8: thirty till it until about nine. So the timing Sunday night was great. That was awesome. Now it went oh Monday night went over by about a half hour an hour, but other yeah, than probably, that, yeah, everything went good.
1: Yeah, Malia Hosaka put on a hell of a match on yeah. on the second night. I mean, that was amazing. And um, Kikataro had a really good comedy match with Bobby Hart too. When he first came out, a lot of fans didn't know who he was. You know, five minutes into the match, he's got them all in the palm of their hands. So yep. I mean, was, there's there was some really really good stuff that happened. Yeah. Yeah,
8: that's, yeah that's even tough. the uh, last match Monday night well, now both uh, Franklin Lee and I we were really rooting for uh, Greg Anthony. Everybody else was rooting for <laughs> Sid Bodie. But Greg Anthony got the win and we're going, Yes We're big Empire fans. But uh but of course Sid Bodie at least got his got his revenge, so at least at you kinda ended it on a nice note. But yeah, that was that was pretty good.
3: That's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean uh you know, I I looked at the I looked at the um I look I was gonna say I looked at the uh the matches um for uh for Sunday night, um and uh there were about ten matches on here and, and that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, hey, I gotta give a shout out to one of uh to one of my friends and uh she I know she won the she won the Luna Vichon Memorial uh, Lunacy uh, Cup, the Fallen Flower, Sayoko. I love that. That's awesome.
8: Yeah, good kid. Yeah, she'll go real far. Yeah, very happy to see her win the Lunacy Cup.
1: Yeah, really good pick there. She really did show a lot of promise. Not talking to anyone else that was in that match, but she really did uh, stand out and shine and deserve that.
3: Uh, that's, that's, uh, that that's exciting. And then I see, uh, let's see. Oh, oh yeah, so, okay. So, 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 and then, yeah, one, and then, and then the next night, it was, uh, 11th. And we had, we had some great, some great, uh, matches going on there. Yeah, I'm looking to see, um. I'm looking to I'm looking down the line here to see if I find any names. I see, uh, I see the, uh, for Hagis, I see he, uh, he would say his, uh, his title.
1: Hey, but there's something that you're not going to see there in the results that me and Andrea can laugh about. Even after 30, 35 years, Sam Houston knows one speed in the ring and that's 600 miles an hour.
8: <laughs> yeah. That oh yeah, Th- Sam Houston gave a about. nice. Sam Houston gave a nice speech, at the end Sunday night. That was yes, he r- did. He was the last one eliminated from Battle Roy, but he gave a really nice
3: speech. Wow, now now you're talking. Yeah, Sam, Sam Houston. Uh, you're talking Sam Houston from the w, uh, well, WWF and N W A yeah
1: Jake's better brother he likes to be known as,
3: as he c when you when you mention that he's Jake's
1: brother he's called Jake's better
3: brother oh yeah that's uh that uh that's, that's, yeah i i got gotcha. you also also it's it's funny to mention but I'm funny but the uh, the the north american heavyweight champion uh mustang mike and a guy that i'm very familiar with the reinforcer <laughs> Andrew Anderson, they actually battled Wild Horse and San Houston to a no contest. Hey, let me ask you a question. I've been around the reinforcer Andrew Anderson. Now, I'm asking Roy this question. Brian, you can answer too, but what's your thoughts about the reinforcer Andrew Anderson? I love the dude. The dude is no-nonsense in the
1: ring. He's got a demeanor that screams superstar, he's all about business once he's in there about doing what's right not just for himself but for his opponent and the promotion um the dude's, the dude's a great guy the dude is honestly a great guy and on um i he's at a great point in his career um if i'm if i remember correctly i believe he, like like james beard's in charge of nwa texas Andrew's in charge of like NWA New York, so I mean um, he's, the like well connected. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Andrew NWA. Anderson is
8: a good supporter for the NWA. Uh, yeah, great guy. Yeah, he'll uh, definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah, all four guys did a really good job in that match. Must say, Mike, I'm very impressed. As former national heavyweight champion himself. Now North American heavyweight champion, so he has done quite well for himself. Uh, Wild horse is interesting. Uh, Loves how to see how that plays out, and of course, great veteran Sam Houston.
3: Yeah, that that uh that that is yeah Sam Houston definitely that in itself um uh, uh you know that in itself so the matches were good uh how would the uh how would the the, uh, award ceremony. <laughs> well, the, um, the night one, uh,
1: w- night one. You go uh, first, go Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
8: Brian. Oh, uh, Blowout, Blowout went really good. The timing of that went really good. Uh, now they did, uh, two posthumous awards, one for Tom Drake, one for Ruth Silverstone. But the rest of the time was all devoted to glow, so they were giving out uh, awards to just about every every girl, and it's then and I think we had some of the others involved, some of the other uh, behind the scenes, some of the referees, and so so the others. So yeah, it was it was a really devoted to them. So yeah, just one giant women's wrestling award, well deserved though. The uh, now the net, the following night the awards banquet it went, went really well Tully Blanchard gave a really nice speech uh, as he received the Iron Mike Award and of course we had some nice ovations for uh, Jim Ross uh, especially after what he went through by the way the Jim Ross and A.J. Kirsch seminar was really really good really good when it when it uh, came to promos yeah seminars went really well yeah kudos to Ron Hutchison for pulling that off
0: That's, yeah, big props to Ron
8: itself.
0: Hutchinson if he's –
1: if Ron Hutchinson in any way is listening to this, big props to him for, you know, uh, scheduling all of those seminars and everything going off as scheduled. A couple of those seminars were so good. It's like, does it, do we really have to end it? Especially the promoter one with um, uh, Band oh, of yeah. Evil and, God, that one literally could have gone another hour and, you know, I never would have got
3: bored. Right. So now, you, so now, let me ask you guys about the seminars. Um, what uh, what so so, so what seminars? Um, what seminars do you guys interested, obviously interested in, in in attending? Um, first day on Monday, or no, it was Tuesday actually. They
1: had three different seminars at ten a.m., noon, and two o'clock. Uh, the first one was the heads of the Cauliflower Alley, uh, Blair, Carl um, Lauer, and Morgan Dollar, explaining what is the Cauliflower Alley, what does the money go towards, what we're about. You know, and, and that was really, really, really good. They, they explained, you know, they, there's an injured or, injured or sick worker, or one is down on his luck, that they look out for the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Um, they gave a couple examples, obviously, because of HIPAA laws, they couldn't, you know, mention everyone, but they did say some of the people that were down on their luck that they helped out. Um, the next one at noon was the one, the promoters one, which had Mark Velio's, Herb Simmons, uh, Bambi Weevil. Um, a couple others were up there. Please forgive that I forgot their names.
8: Uh, Tracy and Myers, that, I think, was the other one. And Nathan Tracy Burst, Myers. we with Tracy uh, Myers. Mark Bellia. Thank you. And literally, mm-hmm. that no, one
3: had so many... many...
1: Yeah, that one could have gone forever. That one, like, great questions were asked by fans. Uh, potential promoters... I mean, that really, you know, they got into detail about why a promotion, you know, why things, if you want to be successful, need to be booked a certain way, um, how to be successful, uh, how to make money, how not to make money, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that, one was, that one was great. And then there was a 2 o'clock seminar with James Beard and a few other referees about the art of being a referee and how to successfully be a referee. And then the next morning uh Wednesday, they had um, the first one was the one that uh, Andrea was talking about with Jim Ross, uh, AJ Kirch about, you know, talking on the mic and, you know, how to do it successfully. The noon one at the, what was the noon one? I think I actually skipped that one that day.
8: I know I, the glow one? One, two. You know I skipped one, too. Unfortunately, I had to skip the referee one. Uh, but I know the other big one was a Glow Q&A.
1: The Glow Q&A was amazing. Uh, that was 2 o'clock on Wednesday. That was great because, you know, you had Matt Simber up there talking about why they did certain things in Glow, the whole history behind it and stuff like that. And then they brought up, uh, the Glow Girls that were there who were doing a Q&A and a um, And obviously Matilda the Hun was able to ask a lot, answer and ask a lot of questions. And um, I, I, I hope there's a video of this. She, she said some stuff about Fabulous Lula that none of us will ever forget that were there. <laughs> and um, uh, get her and that, book.
8: Get her book.
0: Tell get her about book, it. yes. Yes.
3: Get whose book? Get whose book? Matilda the Hun's book? Michelle exactly. DeLauhan's book. She she's she has a uh, website I, right I, um, I might have to I might have to just uh get Matilda the Hun on my show. And then uh then we can talk about the book then we can talk about the uh the book. Hey, speaking of books, there's a book that I've seen. I seen people talking about it. Um called The Sisterhood of Wrestling. Yeah, Pat LaPratt
8: and Oh Nancy yeah, wrote it. Yep, I'm reading that one right now. Real good book.
3: That's cool. That's cool. That's what I love about the show. You never know I, I love doing stuff like this because you never know what's out there. Um man, that's that's uh that's that's great. That's great. Um so so if, if anyone webinars, if, if anyone is listening to the show that has
1: a book that they want to promote Cauliflower Alley is a hell of a place to get your name out there and to sell the book. Jim Brunzel, for example, sold out of his book on the first day and, you know, basically didn't have nothing left to sell. Um, Jim you know, like, Yeah, Jim Brunzel, He literally Jim sold Brunzel out of his book on I the first
3: didn't day. I Jim Brunzel had a book out. Book out. That's, that's yeah. great.
8: Yeah, he's got so, a book. Matt Land, And he gave you a
3: free C D for buying his book. <laughs> That's great. That's crazy. That's great. Now now uh now there's a uh now there's a room. Uh, it's called nostalgia room. Uh mm-hmm. where where you get now now tell now tell us about that experience. And and uh you both can go, but uh let, right, you know what, we will let Roy go on this one. Can, I've seen a lot of pictures like of you and your wife with, with different... Uh, and I thank you for that because it's, when I was on Facebook, I said, Hmm, hey, this guy's getting to meet all these uh, great people. And you kept on stressing how great it was, you know, being there and, and meeting everybody and stuff. Well, so the nostalgia first, room, you get in there,
1: and first thing you notice is the room is not a huge room. And, you know, they always push the fact this is not a this is not a convention this is a reunion and once you get in that room right. you understand why you know there's cribbage going on you know you you walk in the room you're walking around and you'll see Bob Orton and um Yves LaRue playing cribbage against each other you know you'll, you'll see all the old timers just talking you know I I'm in the nostalgia room and uh Gerald Briscoe taps you on the shoulder because he's asking how to get into uh Jim Ross's seminar. There's, uh, you know, you see Patterson just randomly sit down for about twenty minutes, take pictures and sign autographs before he leaves, just because he wants to get in and meet some of the boys. Um, Dick Buyer, the Destroyer, is in there basically the whole time. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, I, I, have, I was say, I have. And, to by meet, by oh, the way, the last seminar. The last seminar, by the way, was two o'clock on Wednesday, and it was called Money on the Table with Corey Brown. My wife just showed me that right now.
3: Oh, cool. All right. Thank you. Okay.
1: All right. Thank you. All right. But the Nostalgia Room, basically, it's it's a bunch of the boys and the girls getting together. Um, there's a lot of people selling stuff. Um, there's no pressure on it whatsoever. Um you know, you go around, introduce yourself, meet people. You know, Mean Gene O'Kealyn would sit down, do autograph pictures. Uh, Jim Ross would walk around. I mean, I, I I can't even name off all the people that I met in there. You know that that you know a lot of fans would would recognize the name and just like wow, you really met them and stuff. It's just an, an amazing experience that Cauliflower Alley you know can, can give you.
3: Yeah, the names that jumped out to me that you met were like I said, Louis Oakland, uh Divorce, um, what do you call? You met uh, The Godfather. Now uh, did you meet Sabu? I know Sabu was there. Yeah, he yeah, you know, you know,
1: yes. Sabu had a table at the um in the nostalgia room. Uh he was selling shirts, figures, eight by tens, and uh they had a thing set up where uh, you could take a picture with him and his uh, girlfriend, the uh, super genie Melissa Coates, in front of this this back with like a backing or whatever with, with cauliflower alley. So he was there like all three days doing that.
3: Now, uh, now going back to Pat Patterson, did he uh, did he have his book with him? Did he uh, sell accepted his book? Bertrand Haber,
1: the guy who wrote his book had a table there all three days in the nostalgia room and he was the one selling the book. So, I mean, if you were there, like I literally flew from Sacramento to um, to Vegas, not knowing if the book would be available there. So I brought my book with me because I was one of the first ones to get it on Amazon. Um, there was extra copies there because Bertrand was selling that, the um, the Mad Dogs uh, the book about Mad Dog LaShawn and the history of Montreal wrestling uh, at his same table was Dan Murphy and Pat LaPrade selling that uh, the Sisterhood of Wrestling book so I mean there's a lot of people there that were like selling their books you know from Destroyer to Bertrand to Pepper Martin who was selling a book to Jim Brunzel. Um, yeah there was a lot of books that were being sold there that's cool
3: uh, that, that's uh. That's definitely cool you know you, 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 get, you, you get the you the nostalgia you get the, the wrestling aspect of it um I know they I know they, they did the privilege they did. I know you know a couple of things i I've heard um was there anything that stuck out in your mind Brian um you know about about that now Andre as a giant uh she told me that they did a whole big thing to the foreign Um, to the people that passed away at the brotherhood and the sisterhood that you guys uh, lost. Oh, Um, yeah. What was the thoughts on that?
8: Yeah, they showed uh, that video, which is uh, usually they do it the second night of the wrestling showcase, Monday night. Yeah, very touching and kind of sad Tom Simon wasn't there to announce those days, so hopefully we will see him uh, next year. But, of course, yeah, it's always a touching day when you're Looking at the names, and they and they're, and for some of the videos, uh, and some of the names, like uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, and uh, a few others that we've lost, of course, uh, China, and uh, many others. But at least I know one highlight for me, and it was near the end, Wednesday night, I got kissed on the cheek by both La Rosa Negra and uh, Chelsea Diamond. Which was just uh, real cool. That made my trip right there. Chelsea Diamond oh, yeah, is the niece of B-Bride Blair. La Rosa Negra, of course, from Puerto Rico. And uh, she had surgery. And, of course, well, CIC helped out with that. She's one of the ones who benefited from us. And, uh, yeah, of course, we helped out Johnny Valentine before he passed away. So we've helped. Like I said, that's where your 300 bucks for the Lifetime Membership goes. 375 of that yeah, is tax deductible. Uh, 25 is oh, membership.
3: Right. Well, in, in 2000, I was going to say this one. In, in 2009, I uh, I was working with the Body Slam Wrestling Organization, and I I I, I know uh, Richie Rotten. Richie Rotten used to tell me all the time about the California Alley Club. Now, here's the key to the whole story. Richie Rotten used to have a good friend. He was one of my good friends. He passed away. Tony Stop. Tony, I know. He, he was, uh, Tony Stop was a, uh, a long time, uh, wrestling, uh, yeah, Tony Stop, uh, they did something for Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's why, because it uh, was his, uh, it was his, um, his real name. That uh, well anyway, so I'm glad that they got I'm glad that they, they help out all these uh these different people and stuff. You know, all the wrestlers that need help, you know.
8: Mhm. Uh it said that the seminar we gave away hundred and fifty one thousand dollars. So, uh and of course we have some members who are pretty well off financially, so so, yeah, the club is in good financial shape. It's a 501c3. Originally, uh, like, uh, Mike, Mike Mazurki used to run a restaurant called Barrett's Cafe in Hollywood. That's where some of these informal lunches, that's kind of how CIC got started, was through that. And, yeah, he would nonchalantly, you know, uh, anonymously give money to whoever needed it. So that was also kind of how that got started. But once the CSE became a five hundred one c three, and that was, and of course when KFA kind of went away, Wrestling Fans and National Association went away, you know, that's when they started allowing fans to come to this, and that's that's kind of where things kind of stand right now. I mean, we have eight thousand members worldwide. Yeah, that's
3: so that's, that's a incredible. great that's, that's a great thing. I also know that. I also know that people go there, you know, if they're wrestlers or they're managers or they're referees. I know they do a lot of networking. Um, you know, I I, in itself, I in itself, um, I in itself um, is, is definitely, uh, I'm definitely intrigued by all of this. And, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I joined because I know that I was going to say wrestling, pro wrestling is my favorite. Um, it's just pro wrestling has always been my favorite and uh, that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast because I get to talk wrestling And I love wrestling and that's one of the reasons why I decided to, to get involved in, in, in wrestling and independent And, and uh, not for the flooring, it's because I love the, the, you know, the wrestling So I'm sure that next year, it's, 11, it's about 11 months away So I'm sure that uh, the cauliflower is going to be really, really good. I can't, I can't wait until um, everything starts happening.
8: Yep, the April thirtieth, May first, and May second, two thousand eighteen, at the Gold Coast. So it's like Just a matter of till they make it. Everything else official.
3: Yeah. Now, now, uh, now. I know. I know. Last year they they made the announcement about the hotels. Um, about July. So, you know, I, I guess it depends on how fast they, they get things done.
8: Yep. Get the contracts so all signed up and get all that taken care of. Like I say, yeah, nobody gets any money from CAC. Nobody gets paid for this. Morgan doesn't get paid for it, or Carl or Brian Blair. They're all volunteers. And it's a yeah, six well, member they, uh, executive board.
3: Yeah, and it's a it's a uh, what do you call it? it's a it's a great opera uh, opportunity. It's uh, it's really it's, a, it's really a wonderful it's really a wonderful thing. It's a non profit uh, corporation. So. Right. Yeah, well, and that and that's good and that's great. I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, like I said on the last uh, podcast that you were on with me, Brian, we talked about it. It was established in nineteen. 19- 65. I mean, and and to think that it's going to be in the 53rd year, that's uh that's, that's monumental. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I hope everybody that does listen to this podcast, you know, you go over to www <laughs> and you check out the pictures, you check out the um the stuff. Now, Dave Meltzer, he got an award. How did that go? Really that was good. good. That was he, good. um,
1: there were some members of WWE creative that were near the front. Uh, no one that like the fans name, you know, uh, the name the fans would recognize. And he told them, uh, "I have one favor to ask of you. Please don't uh, do anything or run anything that makes the fans uh, look stupid." Like, for example, don't don't run an angle just to piss off the fans or, or that would um, insult their intelligence. I thought that was actually, you know, pretty cool of them to do that right there with that kind of forum.
8: Yeah. Yeah, that took quite a bit of guts. It took quite a bit of guts just to do the newsletter in the first place because they would have been, been killed for it not that long ago because, uh, yeah, they're <laughs> breaking k and breaking everything, but – this is the closest thing to Variety or the Hollywood Reporter we have as far as a trade journal on pro wrestling. And Dave Meltzer's done a great job and got a you know, journalism degree and worked in the newspapers, and that's how, he, how that whole thing got started.
3: Yeah. yeah let, me, let me ask you guys a question, too. I know when you join the, the Alley Club, I see that that you, get a, uh, that you also get a newsletter that comes out. Talk to me about that. Newsletter uh,
8: editor is Royal Duncan, and I help out with that. I was the one that wrote the the articles on Tully Blanchard and David Sierra, who we honored. And uh, B. Brian Blair gave a nice compliment to me about that well, during the CAC seminar. So, yeah, I was real touched by that. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, Brian's done a lot for us. So, yeah, I was very humbled to hear that. Uh, yeah, newsletter, it's all in color, nice glossy color from Rayle Duncan. He's been a publisher for a long, long time. And he's on the board of directors. So, uh yeah. Uh yeah, it's a newsletter. We definitely it's a great way to make sure we get uh know more about the members, get to know some more about uh their uh, lives outside the ring and uh so yeah, we definitely wanna make sure we can uh now let's see if I can remember the web uh the email address, but I believe it's C A C at Royal dot com, I believe.
3: Is Lovely. the email so, uh, address. I know today I know today uh today when I when I decided to join up, um I know I seen that. So and that's cool because uh, you know, like I said, I have a lot of friends that that did the wrestling and did the cauliflower and I was talking before about that I messaged Bob, and I said it probably, well, he probably got the message that I, jo- that I joined. Um, I know he put out something today, and I want to thank him. Bob Johnson's been a really great guy and a really um, great supporter. Um, so um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, did you guys, besides those, uh, uh, here's, here's a question I have for you, because um, this is something, you were just talking about k and this is something I was thinking about at the other day. I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's on the WWE Network. Finn Balor, Balor 24. Did you guys see that yet?
0: Yeah, I
1: don't we think watched I have. It we watched it Monday night here. I saw the whole thing.
3: Did you see it, Brian, or you didn't get it? No, to see? not yet. haven't okay. seen it. All right. Well, the reason why I brought it up was because. Perfect example. You have Seth Rollins taking on Seth Rollins taking on Finn Balor at SummerSlam. Seth, um, Seth Rollins injured Finn Balor, right? We get it, okay. Then down the line, you see Finn, you see Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins in the same room, with cameras on them, as they're working out together. That. Shows you that k is dead.
1: Wouldn't you agree, yep.
3: Roy, on that?
1: Yeah, but imagine down the line, let's say Balor is scheduled for a heel turn, and Balor brings up that he friended him just to get close to him, learn weaknesses or whatever, but he's never forgotten. That he injured him and almost ended his career. Um, they could, you know, use that down the line potentially.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for a fan like us, like like fans like us today, we're used to it. You know, like I, like today, like in today's today's world. I mean, also you have Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a heel. You have Kevin Owens saying the nicest things about about. I know they're all friends, obviously. Back, you know, back. But still, a fans don't need to see that, you know. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: the I mean, curtain's that... been pulled. So, like at this point, yeah, it's like, thought, well, yeah. the biggest,
3: especially,
1: the biggest especially when you that... have when you have dual Twitter accounts where they break kayfabe yeah. and post pictures of the people that they just wrestled with at a club afterwards, yeah. but they no, use the right. same Twitter account to try to build that feud. There, there's sort of a confusion there. So yeah, the whole curtain's been pulled. No, you're
3: you're you're right. You're you're right about that. I, I get you. But let me ask you guys an honest question. And this is this is this is when my face was was happening. Do you honestly think that Rowdy Rowdy Piper, maybe rest in peace, would have Hulk Hogan on his top friend list. If, 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 if you know, I, I, I don't think he would. I I don't think I, I'm just I know what you're saying, Roy, but I, I just disagree with the whole you know, twitter the whole Twitter thing, you're you're right, you know. But I, I just think it's uh I, I didn't think it was uh I don't know, I like the I love the, the documentary. And I like Finn Balor. I like when he was precipitated.
0: Oh, no, no,
1: trust me. I wish that they would stick to something. If you're going to use your Twitter to further storylines, then have that one and then have a separate one that's tried it. There are some wrestlers that do have private Twitter accounts that you have to accept in order to see their feed. But if, if you have a, a public Twitter account and you're breaking kayfabe on there, but you're still telling storylines, you're the one that's blurring the line there. So, you know, I wish that I wish the line wasn't blurred. If, for example, you know, the Bellas had a joint Twitter account at the exact same time that they were feuding with each other, you know, the average fan gets confused at stuff like that.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and uh, it's the psychological, it's just the psychological, um, part. you know that they also say that the wrestlers a lot of wrestlers don't sell, and um you know selling has been 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 gone so but I understand what you were I understand what you said. I definitely understand what you you, you both are saying about pay to me to me it's here's how I look at it when i when I was the booker, I was a booker right here in Staten Island, and I used to tell the guys, Tate, hey, you go in one place, you go in the other place. But, but, Mike, it's one room. You know, you guys go down the hall, you guys go down the hall. I don't want to see you guys out here with the fans. You know what I'm saying? Just, just you know, and, and they would say, okay. And then I'd have a heel come out, a baby face come out. And, and that's it. I would, I would do it that way. And this way, to me, it kept it, you know, it kept it pain. You know? Psychology, you know, guys, that's what I, that's what I, uh, that's what I think. I think the psychology
8: is, uh, yeah, it definitely reminds me of the, the show we had March 26th in Eureka last year, and we had Derek Drexel, who's, uh, outside the ring, very nice guy, but uh, inside the ring, yeah, very intimidating, satanic, demonic character. And he freaked a little kid out where the little kid is literally throwing up, major upset. Anyway, after the match, the parent, the father comes, comes backstage, and he's demanding an apology. I thought we were going to have a fight right there in the back. But, uh, so our promoter had to get between, between this guy and the wrestler, and Derek, you Derek know, apologized. And, and I think I talked with Derek after, after the show. It's like, wow, talk about heat.
3: So yeah. Yeah, I I I've seen that here in, in uh I seen that here one time with Delirious, um, from R eight. Delirious came out uh to the ring and scared this little uh I think it was a boy or a girl, I forget, but scared the the the, the poor thing to death. But then after he, he went over and, you know, explained kinda, of, you know, told her he was she was playing around or whatever. Uh you know, so it was his character. But imagine delirious, you know, in a mask running around the ring like a psycho. I, I, I get, I, I, I kind of get, um, I kind of get that, you know. Yeah. I kind of get that, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things. But I love. Um, I'm one of those people that that I love everything about the WWE. I really don't bash the product. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of. And I'm not talking about the professional podcast. I listen to a lot of independent podcasts, and I noticed that they bash WWE because they love um, they love Ring of Honor or they love um, you know uh, New Japan Wrestling or they you know and they constantly want to bury them. And my thing is this: all these wrestlers that came from ROH, they went to WWE. They were actually they made some, they made something big of them. Of themselves, um, you know. Sometimes maybe a storyline's not going the way you want it. But what company do you know that a storyline's going to go the right way that you want it all the time? You know, right, right.
8: And like, yeah, I I've met fans, and and I I just had to tell my best friend in Seattle this. Yeah, not everyone is a fan of sports entertainment. Not everyone is a fan of WWE. I I mean, personally, I like. NXT. I, I like the cruiserweights. I will love the women's tournament. once that uh, comes up? Uh, I know they're doing good things in the UK right now. So uh, yeah, maybe Rods back down some things I might have an issue with, or even with some of their pay-per-views. But still, I mean, you've got to head to Vids. Vids has been good at marketing this, and I mean, we all knew somebody was going to take over. We all knew the territories were going away. It was just a matter of time, just a matter of who and when. And Vince got to it first. I mean, who knows? We we could have been talking about Fred Von Eric, or Virginia, or Bill Watts, or Jim Crockett. It could have been somebody else entirely. So it, it could be a different playing field. But uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean when they they really uh, highlight and hype up ROH and New Japan. And yeah, yeah, we have to remember with some of these guys. Well, CM Punk, Nigel McGinnis, and, uh, and Yasimo Joe, uh, Finn Bauer who was Fertile Devitt in New Japan. Yeah, that's where they came from. And now they've got this big platform, the biggest platform of all. So we should be very proud of them and very glad they're there. And uh, at yeah. least with Impact Wrestling, at least we hope and pray it's still around. Because if it goes away, that means it's just one less place for the boys to work.
3: Yeah, I guess so. I I, I uh I actually have a, uh, I actually have a tag team that's up there. They work with the LAX, and uh and uh what do you call my friend said the same thing to me. but uh, I I'm not a big I'm not really big into impact. I don't even talk about it on the on the show. But um, but you know what I wanted to talk about right now we're in we're into something really really cool. If you're a fan of New Japan wrestling and you're a fan of old school. Right now, they're doing the best of Super Junior.
8: Oh, 24. yeah. Yep, yep, that's one of the great uh, Junior Heavyweight tournaments. And, of course, I'll give this real shout-out real quick. Uh, this Sunday, May 21st, which is also my father's 77th birthday, nice birthday oh, present for good. him, but we have a Wrestle Club event in Idaho at Lakeview Park a Mother's Day special, so we're looking forward to that, so uh, free wrestling as part of a Mother's Day deal, it's a Hispanic cultural type of deal, puts so a nice fundraiser for a local church there, but also May 21st, on a more serious note, ladies and gentlemen, IHWE, this is the 100th show, David Fuller's 100th show, David Fuller is honoring his father, David K. Farmer Sr., who passed away back in January. This will be a very emotional one, because at 3 p.m., they'll introduce a documentary that he's been working on about IHWA. 4 p.m., there will be a Q&A. 5 p.m., doors open. 6 p.m., bell time. And I think tickets, they've, they've been like uh, $20 to $25, but there's some VIP all-access passes. So we've got some really good stuff. And yeah, a number of wrestlers should be showing up, including Charlie Haas, who is one of our former IHWE champions. Uh, probably uh, Rodney Mack. Uh Who knows? Well, hopefully we'll get to see Ken Houston Carson. I know Houston Carson retired recently. But, uh, yeah, it should be a good show. He'll be very, very emotional. That one is going to be I, very emotional. The
1: IWHE show, the tickets are $15. Yep. Um, I'm, I've actually been friends with David Fuller for uh, a decade now. Um, if you're unable to attend the show, if you buy a ticket to the show and you're unable to attend, let him know, and he'll actually send you a DVD of the show. Oh, nice.
0: Yes.
3: Also, that's really cool. Um, that's, that's real awesome. That's, that sounds, sounds like a great time. And uh, I, I just want to give a shout-out to your dad, um, Brian. Happy 77. That's a great age. Great 77. That's, that's a great year, ladies and gentlemen, 77. Yep. Yeah, he was the one that got me to pro wrestling in the first
8: place, so so it's kind of yeah, fitting. I mean, well, to we be know, pro wrestling. I mean, on his
3: birthday. Remember. Right. Well, you remember? Yeah, right. I remember that from the last podcast that you were on. We talked about how how you got into it and how you liked it. That's great. You know. Um. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. I'm I'm happy to hear that. I can't wait to I can't wait to hear about the show, man. That's great. That's good stuff.
8: Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, that's great. I I can't uh, I can't wait. Hey, Brian, I want to thank you for again for coming on the show. You're always welcome to come on. I know you're busy. Uh, whenever you have time, I'll message you, and if you can come on, that's great. You know. All right. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you soon. All
8: right. All right. Take care. Have a good night. Bye bye. Take care, Roy. Same
3: to you. Yeah, it, it, it just, it's just so so good um, when you get to speak to fellow um cauliflower Alley Club members. And, and Brian won an award a couple of years ago. He won the uh, Red Bastion Friendship Award. Okay? Roy left. I don't know why Roy left. But <laughs> I didn't tell Roy he ever believed, but was uh, enjoying the conversation. Roy, if you're listening, call back, bro. But uh, Brian Westcott, man, that, that guy is awesome. Next time I speak to uh Ricky Rotten, I'm gonna tell him he was right about about Brian. Brian's such a great guy. Brian is such an awesome guy. We have a great conversation. Mm. this is Pro Wrestling now, uh anymore with Matt Mike for episode number one oh one. Congratulations. Mm getting those guys' rea- reactions. Uh, so I guess I owe you guys now, and I want to talk about, I, I have some time, and, uh, it's great. I, I love it. Oh, man, where are we going? Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Pro so Wrestling Now and more with Magic Mike Rar, episode number 101. get back into, it is this uh, Roy wants to pullback, 718 508 is the number, I'm laughing because I I'm talking to the dead air,
6: <laughs>
3: Well, I can't wait to meet those guys at the Cauliflower, and talk with them about wrestling, and, and stuff like that, and hang out with them in the nostalgia room, and who the hell am I kidding I'm gonna be at the boss uh or maybe having a beer with somebody you never know oh, I love it, I love it, I love it all right, so without further ado let's let's talk about this uh this, the, the results and uh and and i'll 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 give you guys something. It won't just be the result. Alright, here are.
6: Okay.
3: Alright. Here. We are having technical difficulties with some obvious. I don't know what's going on here. This show is crazy all right so so earlier today um was the best of the Super juniors like uh, show that took place and um and this is this is on njpwworld.com. you can you can join it for like I don't know I think it's like nine ninety nine a month um block a uh, Taka and he uh on and he he took on Fusion Thunder Liger, and Liger does everything. You know, Fusion Dunga Liger. This is going to be his last year, but Liger does everything. Liger does the Liger ball. He does the he does the um the back, the Tilted world backbreaker. He flies all around the ring. He's unbelievable. Um. Anyway. Taka Michinoku, he came out with some ta- ta- uh, and music and people went crazy over it. Um, Japan was packed. That place was packed like a pickle. Um, it was a great match, but Goosey's uh, Thunder Liger actually lost to Taka Michinoku. And Taka's part of that group. Uh supposed uh, uh, Gun, beat Tazusuke Um beat Tache, Pretty good match. Ricochet's all over the place. Uh, Topgate pride, the Ricochet, lies all over the place, Beats everybody up, and there you go. Um, the villain, the newest member to the Bullet Club, Marty Scroll. The, uh Marty Skrull defeated, um, defeated Will Ospreay in what was a really good match. I actually thought Will Osprey had a chance. Um, there were some, some, some times where the villain just took both hands and broke it. He almost broke it in And that's crazy. That's, uh, that's not, that's something that you don't want to see, um, happen. So, so that was one match, um, then Dragon Lee, uh, He had a great match against Umaru Takahashi and he nailed it right there. And he moves on. And then they took an intermission and uh, Block B was was on. Remember Block B has to wrestle with Block A. Valvo Junior, whom I really like and respect. He took on Tiger Mask and I love Tiger Mask. I think Tiger Mask is awesome. Um, And uh, Tiger Mask um, Baldur's mini defeated him, he was a really good match. you guys should check that out. A.T.H. Uh, took on Bushi from Los Iconambles against the Irapans. Um, A.T.H. defeated him. A.T.H., by the way, nothing. it On this show, they were talking about A.T.H. one time, they were talking about how so he said someone looks like Carl bro A.T.H., you look like Paul Winslow, bro. Anyway, El Desperado um, defeated Krishida In in by the way, Kershida is the only uh, television champion um, in what was a really good match, um, but El Desperado just outsmarted Kershida and he got the win. Wasisuke um, uh took on Yoshinobu. Uh, ten and Morrow and uh, uh, got the win and I loved it. I thought it was really good. And let's see what they uh, what they have going on. You see? Wow. Well, there, what's this thing? Something's going on with this computer. And I don't know what's going on here. I can tell you right now. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely a good a good uh, a good show today. I loved it. Like I said, it was it was great. I hope you guys check out out that. Just go to NJPWWorld. dot The tournament's going on now, and uh, it's definitely cool. Um tomorrow the uh the second day for here, 30, 30. here line up for tomorrow um and at six um p m in japan, but over here it's five thirty um the first class is going to be to oka. Uh, Horek Quado who's been really good, and Tiger Mask versus Tetsuhiro um, Yagi, Soita uh, Yomo, and Kachikura uh, Kamitsumura. Um, second, it's in Second uh, second match, uh, 20 minutes, uh, 88 and Baltimore Jr. Texas versus El Desperado and your Chernobyl uh, Chernobyl. Third match, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, David Finley and War Machine versus versus um, the ball Club, Yo Takahashi uh Tangaroa and Tama Tanga. That's gonna be Kachida, uh, Takuchi, um, Keith Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bushi, King of Evil, Sandra and Tetonero, known as the the, the most um, inganables de la poems. Um, then we have the sixth match, thirty minute limit, uh, limit test and this is very strange. This is the best of Group A. It's going to be Tashi versus Takamichi That's crazy because they're all in the same, they're all in the same, um, uh, gun uh, faction that came over from Noah. That's crazy. Um, Dragon it's is going to be versus, uh, the villain uh, Marty Strong. And, um, let me see what else we have here. Oh, that's, of course, Susan Dunderlighter takes on Himuru Takahashi. That could be really good. And Ricochet versus Raw Spring. So we're going to get a rematch um, from last year. And uh, people are still talking about that, that match. And uh, that match is really good. Um, Raw Spring is an unbelievable talent. He won last year's tournament. Um the Ricochet won the year before that. So let's let's get back into in, into that. Um nineteen ninety eight when they started the tournament. Uh last year Will Spray won. Kushida won the year before that in two thousand fifteen. Two thousand and fourteen was uh Ricaché. Prince Devitt, uh was uh two thousand thirteen. Um Saguchi The Funky Weapon uh, won it in 2012. Toda Ibushi won it in uh, 2011. Um, Prince Devlet won it again uh, in 2010. And the list goes on and on. They they had some great, great um, wrestlers. So this is a big tournament, and uh, you can check it out. The tournament was formed in uh, 1988 by NJPW, and it was originally called the top of the Super Junior. The tournament is a round robin style tournament where wrestlers sports points. The so winner, assuming that they are not already the champion, receives the opportunity to wrestle for the IWWP Junior Weight Heavy Championship. Uh, not uh, long after the tournament is over, since uh, 2010. The title match has been uh, taken place for June and July um, at the uh, Dominion event, so pretty cool. But in 1994, the tournament was renamed the best of the Super Juniors. Since 1996, the tournament has divided into two-block system formats. The top scorers in each block advance to the semifinals, and de- at which point single elimination rules take effect. During the round-robin portion, a win is worth two points, a draw is worth one, and a loss is worth zero. All the matches have 30-minute time limits. In the past, they have been uh, 20 minutes. So that's pretty cool right there. So that's awesome. Real awesome, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely great. Um... So check out that all you have to do folks, is is, uh, is go to um is go to nm world what's going on there and then we also had the um r o h um r o h had its uh, at uh, war of the world on uh Friday at the Hammerstein Ballroom and uh yeah that was a great great opening bout. Uh Dalton Castle um he won a, a he won a four corner survival match over Bobby Fitz, the real man, Tyler Young and Kosita. Um each fan had their chances to win, but it was Castle who ultimately got his fan in victory after he hit the banger on fish and tender Really good match. Um I thought it was awesome. I think that match was great. I, I think I still think that Dalton has a lot of potential. But um and I love Pachita. I think he's outraged. Um the nasty feud between Tavarian and the bull club, um, Adam Page got even nastier as the two bitter rivals took turns hitting each other spaces, I hate that. Uh, in addition, to Stadium's punches, Chase ended up winning um, this battle by using the rope for leverage. It's been I think that's full crap, but hey. Um, IWGP heavyweight champion, war machine, Champion a row, Not an impressive victory over thirst and destroy um, Chris Saban and Jonathan Grisham. Shout out to him. Um, love watching that guy in uh C in the Wars wins awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and they also uh, dis- they also defeated most Ingande a Daniel Paul, and Sandra in the three wins. It was really good. Also um, also you had uh in a match between two of the most spectacular young international stars. um You had the aerial assassin, Bill Ospreay, um, and Jay White going at it in a hard hitting, high flying match that sent the crowd into a crazy. After a number of drilling near falls, Ospreay hit the hot cutter on White for the win. And that place was packed too. That was crazy. Um, Let me see. As the two competitors, oh, uh, Oh yeah, as two competitors, Japan, um the Punisher Martinez made a uh punishment Martinez made a, a successful special surprise and beat up Paul bitter, bitter, bitter guy. Um RH 8 uh, six man champions, champion, the Brito, Jay Mark and Fully Ray successfully defended their tiles against chaos members for funky vice Loretta and Rocky Romero and heroic Toto in a no disqualification match. Pretty cool. Pretty good match too. Um, Bully Ray is awesome. It's it's great to see Bully Ray in ROH away uh, from WWE for now, I mean, it's a and he's uh, doing some great things. And New York loved it, and the it feels are like great. Um, World Television Champion The Villain Marty scroll has successfully defended the, his title with a convincing victory over Matt Seidel. Um, that ticking was unbelievable. Um here's here's something crazy that ended up happening. Um the always candidate champions the champion Young Fox, Matt and Nick Jackson uh, turned turns back on a strong challenge from I W C in the of, uh, the Inspector and Booty of Indianables the the home. the Bucks is going to be trouble at the booty fit his mysteriousness into Matt Jackson's eye, just blinded him. Um, which made him being the admiring to his brother. Um, but the young bucks uh, rallied back and he won the Match with the Meltzer Uh In the same match hitting three former ROH champions, Adam Cole uh, against uh, Hiroshi Kenahashi. Um Yeah, that was really really good. Um, after the after that match, the fans showed their appreciation for Cole, and he was joined in a ring by a certain, uh, by a church call by the bull Club, but as Cole embraced the, and Buck embraced, the light suddenly went out, and a, jacket, a shocking turn of events, Kenny Omega of the Bulls Club, at least, appeared on the video screen, and, uh, he fired Cole from the Bulls Club, and then introduced the newest member, the villain, Marty Skrull. He had an umbrella in the kid's when the lights came back on, Paul is standing there um, in the ring with Paul and the Young Bucks. As Paul tried to assess the situation, the Bucks blasted him with the super kick and then Paul nailed him uh, with, in the head with the umbrella that had the of logo on it. I love Now, in the main event, the world R.O.A. World Champion to Indians received this improbable ring by Retaining the title over the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and Jay Leeple. It appeared that there were a new champion with the crown, crowned after Daniel was sent flying off the apron and through a table as a result of a recent whipping. Cody took to him. Um, with Daniel incapacitated, Cody counted a lethal injection with the crossroads for a new fall. Cody then applied to the figure four, uh, lethal, but the recovered and hit the best move ever for the win. Now, I thought that Cody Rhodes was going to sweep the win with the win, but apparently it's not going to happen. But it's not, over, it's not over yet, and then they're going to go on to the best in the world. But then, um, then there are these that can won the title from Stroll, which is weird, um, because he's been such a great TV-type champion it it was great but if you wanted to do that go to ROH.com, and you can check out Best of the world um subscribe to that subscription like I did. so I currently have like four subscriptions you can check all those out okay. so that's what we're doing that's where we're going with that but i thought that was uh, i think that was good we got about 26 minutes left. I'm going to go little commercial break, um, and we'll be right back. i going to pay for more bills.
2: Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com.
4: Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Holmes.
2: For $5 today you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause. www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to Teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, Trading cards and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL17 Hot List contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable films in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook.
3: Welcome back uh, to Pro Wrestling Now and More It's Magic Mike. And uh, for our MIT, it's a brave piece of blue Sorry, Bob Johnson. Take a drink, everybody, if it's off, Johnson's name. I love it when a plan comes together. So, now that I got the ROH out of the way, got the NJPW out of the way, let's talk about some WWE backlashes coming up. And uh, before we get into backlash, how about we talk about Saturday night? Good Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Head over to WWE Network, sign up, because how about this? The NXT Championship match, Bobby Roode takes on Hideo Tommy, and I think Hideo's going to win. Um, NXT Women's Champion, uh, Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Mr. Cross, I think uh, Asuka's going to retain. Um, the audience of Pain they will move their titles to E.I.Y. Uh, in the latter match, and WWE United season uh, championship match title date Champion versus E-Tonis. So check out that, that's going to be awesome, check out all the, the, tables, the tables, really good um, yeah so, then okay, let's go over to how about some back um uh, The Maguire is coming for a Grandiose title. Um, Former guest on the show. Former guest on the show. Jinder Mahal is going to be challenging Randy Orton for the uh, WWE title. Um, and I think uh, I think Randy wins this. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, versus Sal Ziggler in uh, Shinsuke's first pay-per-view with SmackDown. Uh, and that's going to be good. I think Shinsuke wins this match. Uh, Buzango is going to lose to the Esos. Uh, and uh, Syles, I think they, uh I think they I think Styles wins against um, no, I think actually I think uh, Owens wins, um, by count out. Um, Becky Charlotte, uh they only Charlotte and Becky united against Unwelcoming uh, to me. That should be a good match. So, and I also take place on uh, at Backlash. You can check that out, um, Sunday, this Sunday coming up. Mm. minutes. I just want to tell everybody um, how glad I am to be back. I want everybody to keep their prayers about my, my dad coming, and my dad's going to be going into surgery, so maybe next Wednesday night you might not hear from me. You may. Um, but like I said, you know, this is pro wrestling now. I want to thank, and more, with Magic My Star, episode number 101. I want to thank the following people. I want to thank Andrea the Giant. I want to thank, uh, Roy Lisa. I want to thank Brian Westcott. I want to thank Jesse from Long Island. Um, without you, you know, Jesse, I got to have a ten, top 10 list next week up for you of the greatest wrestlers. I know we're going to debate them. Um, I want to thank everybody um, that has something to do with the show from top to bottom. You um, guys do a great job. Uh, I want to thank my, I want to say hello and give a shout out to my fellow Holly Flower, Holly Club members. I'm a new member. Today was my day. I'll never forget this day. So I'm happy to be part of the Alex Club, and uh, I can't wait to talk to everybody. And next week, like I said, I might be here, depending on how my dad does. Um, shout out to shout out again to everybody that loves professional wrestling. Um, you know, you need positives in in your life, and uh, that's definitely where I'm at. I, I look at the positive. I look at wrestling as a positive thing. Uh when I wake up in the morning to watch music dance pro wrestling. When I go to bed at night I wonder what's going on with the WWE. So wrestling's been my whole life and it's um, it continues to get that way. So I'm looking forward to um, the partying out in Vegas with everybody. And I'm looking I'm looking forward, uh all, all my new friends and meeting some new people and that's going to be really uh, that's going to be really cool but this is Pro reference uh, Now and More with Magic Mike Ferrara episode number 101 I'm going to end the show right now um, but I'd like to again thank everybody and, and I want everybody to head over to fully driven radio, uh, dot Com. TV.com on that. Um, go to our Facebook pages. Uh, like us on Spreaker, Itcher, iTunes, Blog Talk. Catch me right here pull Pro and Now and More with Magic Mike Barara. Right here on Holy totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Catch me um, through this if you're listening guys. Um, but if you want to go to my Facebook page, do me that favor. Honor me to go to pro wrestling now and more with your host, Magic Mike. And also, my Twitter. My Twitter is Magic Mike Ferrara at, not with, four the number four. So, on, thank you guys for listening tonight. Hope you guys had a great show. Hope you guys drank some beverages and ate like crazy. And I will see you next week. So, so long. Bye-bye. Farewell. Until you hear the bell. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, I will be back right here. Cheap pop. On pro wrestling now. And more. Good night. Arara. Oh, by the way, I'm still here, sit, <laughs> mind me.